Yeah. So uh, Elizabeth Schulte, VP of Marketing at Planet Geo. I've been with Planet Geo for a little bit over six years. Um, it's been a growth journey. You know, when the company started, it was very, very small. Uh, we're still small. There was about nine of us when I started and we're heading to the neighborhood of about 40 of us. Um, so my background is that I have an associate's degree in arboriculture and then a bachelor's degree in urban forestry. Um, so that's really where I got my foundation to work in the tree care industry, the urban forestry industry. Um, and when I went to school, that was where I really fell in love with trees. You know, I went to school and learned about um, compartmentalization of decaying trees. And I learned about how trees grow. And initially before I started school, I wanted to be in turf management. And I was like, trees are so cool. This is very awesome. And that was really where I became introduced to the tree care industry. Um, so in my journey, you know, one story that I wanted to tell about a little bit about my career and, you know, how I got started in this industry, you know, of course, it started with school. And one really big influential um, event that happened in my life was when I was at Northeast Iowa Community College, there were about eight of us students and we all caravan together and we drove down to Purdue University. And Purdue University would charter these two big buses and there would be students from Iowa State, Michigan, Indiana, all over kind of the upper Midwest. And we got on these buses and we drove to uh, Baltimore, Maryland for my first TCI Expo. Um, and so we went out there for the student career days. And so we competed in the tree climbing competitions and in the academic competitions, you know, we were sitting on the buses and like studying our sheets of like, what is OSHA? Oh yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, so, you know, just that was one thing that was really got me excited about the industry in general, you know, before my love really started with the biology of a tree. And then next, I, that was my first time that, you know, I ever got to meet, um, you know, other tree climbers in the industry and they were so encouraging and they were always saying, you know, slow and safe, um, double check your knots, all these things that, you know, they kept repeating to us. And it was the first time, you know, I ever actually touched a chipper or a bucket truck or saw any of this type of machinery and really interacted with it. You know, I didn't come from a, you know, a family that was in tree care, you know, because that's often a common model in our industry for, you know, my father or my mother owned a tree care company. And then I was in the business too. Um, so I was very um, newly introduced to the industry um, through my schooling and through just coming out to TCI Expo. Um, so that was a great um, experience for me. 
And the positivity that I encountered at a young age was very inspiring for me. And it's something that, you know, I also try to emit positivity throughout my career and seeing other people that are um, giving that out helps you to want to also share that positivity about your industry. Um, so um, I know a little bit about my role at Planet Geo more so um, is that I am the VP of marketing. And we, you know, I started really at the bottom. We were small and um, Evan Sims, my colleague, he came in uh, from the tree care industry out in the West Coast, and he was the director of sales, and I became, you know, the director of marketing, you know, for a long time, and we look at each other and we say, we should build a brochure, you know, I think every company probably needs a brochure. Um, and so that's really where it started. And, um, you know, over the years, we've really together built, you know, this marketing engine, sales engine, and then now, you know, with our software engine that we have driving at the company. Um, and, you know, it, it, it takes time and it takes tenacity and it takes stick to itness. And, um, you know, there's bumps along the road where you're going to have successes and there's areas where, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time on something and it's not going to get the traction that you really envisioned or desired it would. Um, but so currently at my role, I, my, my primary responsibilities are driving the strategy for um, how we communicate the value of the products and services that we offer and really focusing that strategy around um, content that is both going to be fulfilling and also informative. You know, no one wants to read um, or consume a piece of content that isn't really going to bring value to them. So that's really the genesis behind the strategy that we pursue. And we primarily focus, we do have a global presence but we primarily focus our efforts on North America, UK, and Australia. Those are our primary markets. And we're speaking to um, arborists and tree care company owners, city foresters, nonprofits that have um, implemented like tree-related initiatives. You know, um, there's some really huge nonprofits in, um, out there putting trees in the ground, doing young tree planting or young tree pruning, watering new trees, um, things like that. And then we also work with state and federal governments that um, have urban forestry organizations. Um, I'm also on the company leadership team. So on our leadership team, essentially what it is is that, you know, each of the department heads and our CEO and our COO, we come together on a weekly basis. And then we also do quarterly um, and identify, you know, what are the key goals and strategies that we need to develop to get us to those long-term goals. 
And then it's onerous on me as a department manager to really execute and um, take accountability to execute so that then my piece of that pie, you know, really folds up into that greater strategy. And it's been a, that also has been a journey, you know, we didn't start out having systems and processes and uh, policies and things like that. Um, so early 2001, we implemented the EOS system. So the entrepreneurial operation system. Um, it's, it's really proven to be a good system for us. And I know that um, TCIA also, you know, I believe they implemented EOS and they're big proponents of it. And it really was interesting, you know, right when we were on that journey, it was very short after, I believe you guys were going through the same journey. And, um, you know, what, what we've really been able to take away from it is, um, you know, it, it really has helped us to get everyone on the same page. You know, there's no longer, um, I spoke to him and then I spoke to her and then I spoke to them and we're not all rowing in the same direction. And it also has helped us to be able to communicate really clearly and effectively to the rest of our company. You know, it doesn't matter if you have an understanding at your leadership level, if it isn't also understood you know, down um, at the rest of the company. So that's been really helpful for us by implementing EOS. And we did self-implement, um, you know, which took a lot of, um, you know, just like commitment and, uh, you know, uh, just like saying, yes, yes. You know, we didn't, we didn't hire an implementer, you know, at the time we, um, we read the books, you know, this is where we actually started is, you know, we were like, okay, everybody buy traction. That's goal one, you know, okay, everybody read to, you know, page 40 and let's get together. Okay. Everybody read to page, you know, 240, let's get back together. So, you know, we started because you're running a business and you're also trying to implement a new system. And so, uh, you know, we just had to take baby steps, but we really, uh, we stuck to it. And we, we all together had to keep recommitting to it, you know, because sometimes you're like, oh, okay, let's, I was busy with that. So um, it's been a good process for us. And um, I do really love being at the leadership level um, because you get to think about, you know, where is this company going and how is it actually going to happen? Um, so that's a really, really great part. And it's also fulfilling, you know, there's not everything's always perfect. Not everything always lines up, but when you start to see traction or when you start to see deliverables, when you say, we were just talking about that two years ago and we did it, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that's where um, being part of the business 
is tough and um but it's also very fun and i work with really amazing inspiring people um and that makes a world of a difference in your career you know is surrounding yourself with with good people um and i realize that you can't always be surrounded um but you know focusing your energy on the good places that you can and um you know working with good people um i know one question that you know was prepared for this you know for this was you know what was one of your best experiences and you know i was trying to think through that and honestly i don't know that i could tack down my career in this industry to one single experience and all that i kept coming back to is the people you know over the years in my career starting from you know when i was in college and then right out of college you know i did some landscaping work i worked at a nursery like kind of just some random jobs and then i went to the department of natural resources and i worked for the urban forestry program in wisconsin and um met some fantastic people there and learned about who takes care of the trees and why they're taking care of and how it's actually funded to take care of trees you know where does that those do those funds come from um so that was really great and i i've always been met with a lot of encouragement um you know maybe it's a byproduct of fi having five older brothers but you know i just say yes i can do that if you don't think i can do it it's okay i'll do it anyway you know um so you know and i've i've really been very fortunate and i do um i do feel like this is such a great industry i i love working with the people um and i feel like if i had to really tack it down that's what makes this a great place to be involved yeah and in tracking back to something you said before um before you even started recording was you know the representation in the industry um as somebody in marketing it's and i'm guilty for it too it's really easy to use pictures of people climbing in the trees and all that kind of stuff and using the chainsaws and the chippers because it's kind of the glamorous stuff but um did you and this is going back would you think that you know your younger self would think that she would end up anywhere where you are today or did you have a different kind of view of how your career was supposed to take you yeah that's such a good question you know and i was thinking through that prior to this and i would most definitely say no you know uh i i like to plan i like to envision i like to dream you know i like to think about what's the possibility in the future but when you're young in your career i think it's very hard for you to always have that clear vision of where you're going to go um within your career but what really was concrete to me is that i knew that i was invested in working in this industry i knew that i wanted to work with people and trees um and you know it's just a matter of being open to 
different opportunities and not, you know, being stuck in, um, you know, I want to be, uh, I want to own my own company, or I want to be a city forester, or, you know, I want to do these things. I think it's really all about kind of trialing those different um, opportunities that arise. And, you know, kind of getting back to your initial is there are so many roles and so many people in this industry that are um, so pivotal to making this engine run, you know, and, you know, it's like marketers, people that sell, you know, people that do research that, you know, um, people that uh, take video, um, people that capture those images that come to our mind when we think of a tree care industry. You know, those are, there's so many careers out there. And what I think is really neat that I've seen over the course of my career is, you know, people take, you know, that what they're inspired by, and we're all connected by this common thread of the industry, but, um, you know, like um, entry media, like they say, I am in tree care and I love imagery and videography. So I'm going to pursue that and make that my passion, um, you know, or even being on a business leadership team, you know, um, and really understanding budgets, understanding, you know, um, taking care of people, um, things of that nature. You know, I don't think that, um, you know, I ever envisioned exactly where I would be, um, but it, it's always, to me, your career is, is a journey, you know, and you really have to embrace. And then if you're feeling ready to grow or move to the next level, I really think it's so onerous on the person to pursue what they want, you know, um, you can easily come in, you know, for instance, when we were implementing EOS, like, well, I didn't say I was going to go to business school. I went to school for urban forestry and for agriculture. But you say, you know what, like, this is really starting to be a passion of mine and taking the time to do the research, to read the book, you know, to, um, really find um, what inspires you and in those kind of alternative careers. Yeah. And you kind of touched base on one point that a lot of people bring up that tree care, the people in tree care are some of the nicest people, the most supportive. And I think really too, when we're encouraging people to get into tree care and you can agree or disagree, they don't really need to come from a forestry background or a horticulture background, but even if they're just interested in, you know, pleasant people in the work. I mean, when I first started at TCIA, I didn't know anything about uh, tree care. My uncle wasn't logging and then he wasn't. And that's all I knew about any sort of semblance of anything to do with trees. Um, but after being in there and when I started, it was, you know, like September of 2018. And then I went to Expo immediately afterwards. I understood why people stay in the industry so long, even if, even though it seems like it's such difficult work. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that is, you know, that's a, it's a wonderful part of making the industry better, you know, because you need those alternative vantage points, you know, someone coming with an eye for, you know, 
um, video production, an eye for accounting, somebody with that type of background is only going to further enrich the industry. You know, it's not going to ever have, you know, in, from my viewpoint, a negative impact. Um, I think it just makes it a richer industry, um, you know, and I think it's also really an opportunity to think about um, diversifying you know, the demographic within our industry, you know, because um, when we're only talking about one particular role in the industry, um, you know, you can start to see more um, kind of diversity of skill sets, diversity of background, you know, a heritage, all those things as we start to pull in these alternative careers or alternative career paths for people in the tree care industry. Yeah. And I think, you know, coming back around to what your company specializes in is kind of the, or not specialized in, but has part of is the, the technology aspect behind it and kind of that aspect. So, I mean, from where you started to where you are now, how has technology both, you know, within and without improved? Cause I feel like it's improved so fast over even just the last four years I've been, part of TCIA. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been really significant. You know, um, when I was in school for urban forestry, I took one GIS class and my instructor said, yeah, I think, you know, this is probably going to be pretty big in your industry. This, you know, the mapping and visualization. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll take it as an elective, you know? So when I came out into the industry, um, you know, where our niche really is, is in that mapping component um, and visualization and the manipulation of data. Um, and everything was drawn on paper, like, you know, um, drawing a picture of this area with a tree right here and you put a little you know, dot there on the paper, or maybe you even had like the white, pink, yellow paper, you know, things like that. Um, and so it has grown, like you said, exponentially in the last four years in the private tree care company or in the private tree care industry. Like our start to our company really was, um, we started in the municipal um, and so that's where we really got very heavy into the mapping components. Um, and then this transition, I can remember just four or five years ago, we did a series of workshops with Rainbow Tree Care. And we went to like Chicago and Charlotte and all these places. And, you know, myself and my colleague Evan gave a presentation about, you know, every tree is going to start to be mapped. Um, you know, people are going to interact with their, um, their purchases and their invoices electronically. Um, you know, you can even think about, let's say for instance, large tree hair companies, where are you going to strategically place your business offices based upon demographics, based on, uh, canopy cover, things of that nature. And I just remember people saying, yeah, that sounds nice, but I don't really see that happening. <laughs> you know, and you're like, 
okay, yeah, that's cool. That's, you know, um, but, you know, in the last four years, there has been an explosion of um, software offerings within the tree care company. Um, and, you know, I feel like we are really still at the infancy of, you know, getting to a point where we have something um, that's really going to take this industry to the next level, you know, and that was a lot of what we were talking about a few years ago was, um, you know, professionalism and where we are as an industry is constantly leveling up, you know, so for instance, if you are um, bidding like a really substantial job and you walk in there and you have all the trees mapped, you have the work associated with it, um, they have a clear understanding and they can visualize what trees you're talking about, what you're gonna do to them, and then your plan of when, how, and how much. You know, that just takes everything to the next level. Um, and I really think that we're just at the, the tip of the iceberg for that. Um, you know, I was sitting down with, um, one of our develop, our, um, sales developers that he works across the rest of the world. And he has a client in, um, Australia and he was telling me about an example of how this private tree care company in Australia um, was leveraging software and they had some major fire events, which is definitely pertinent also here, you know, fire events, uh, you know, hurricanes, things of that nature. And they were able to uh, provide a read only um, accessibility so that then, um, you know, the incident management company could see lines of street change from red to yellow to green as they were able to go in there and clear away those trees so that then they could get, um, you know, the secondary services in there. And I think that's something that's really powerful and we're not really talking about because um, especially with what we're seeing in the change in you know, fires and weather patterns and things of that nature, you know, we're going to have to get more and more strategic and um, more and to be able to execute on these, you know, events so that then um, we can be more aligned. Um, and I do really think that technology is one really um, catalyst you know, there's a lot of pieces that fall into something like that. But I really do think technology is, um, you know, like I keep saying, like, just right at the tip of the iceberg, we have a long way to go. Um, and um, there's a, a, a lot that we can start to visualize. And anything that is visualized um, is better conceptualized. Yeah. And talking technology, too, um, you're kind of in a bit of a steep competition with I hate to say more glamorous areas of work, but you know, with the Googles and the Apples and the Amazons of the world. So what kind of person who's interested in tech in that kind of field, or, or even, you know, just the, like the, the, I, I guess tech is probably the best one for it. Like the tech side of things. 
what kind of person who's interested in tech, what, what sort of overlap do they have that would really lead them to want to be part of the tree care industry and helping us move the needle forward on that front? Okay. So you're saying that someone that's really interested in the technology and what would draw them to the tree care industry? Yeah. Cause it feels kind of like, you know, like two very opposite things, right? Somebody who's super focused in the tech and then the tree care industry, they don't seem to have much overlap at initial glance. So, you know, I think that this is definitely in my mind going to be an emerging um, career within tree care. You know, like I was saying, like we're just getting started and um, the more and more mapping components that can help to visualize the trees, you know, because we're working at a tree by tree basis, or you're working um, across the board at a large subset of trees. And having that being able to be visualized, so that everyone is really on the same, you know, like we say, everyone's on the same map, everyone's looking at the same tree. Um, That is where I can really see people that are interested in GIS, or even just in technology in general, is that that operational aspect can help those tree care companies um, leverage to get up to that higher professionalism, um, being able to communicate what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I really think that that's an invaluable piece that will continue to emerge through our industry. And, you know, you see it across the board. You see it with large tree care companies. You see it with very small tree care companies. You know, interestingly enough, um, you know, we were rolling out um, our just small tree care company product jobs. And this is just for, you know, somebody that's like, I just have, you know, one or two crews. And I just want to create an invoice and I want everyone to be on the same page. And interestingly enough, you were often seeing these arborists um, going into Google Maps, pinning these trees already, and then associating with their secondary type of software service to associate that work to those pins because of the way that you can effectively communicate with your potential client. You know, um, how many millions of times have you gone out to a site and you, uh, you know, you write down all your work, you send them the proposal, and then they call you back and they say, okay, well, what did you, what, what were you proposing on my pine tree? And you're like, well, I was looking at your spruce tree which would be over here on that side of the yard, you know? And so, um, so then do you have to go back out there? Do you need to spend 15 or 20 minutes on the phone explaining it? And so leveraging that technology and be able to map that and have that associated and then for that client to visualize. And then after that aspect, let's say the client's like, cool, yeah, I get it. I understand which trees you were talking about let's go ahead with the work. And then secondary to that, then that thread between them is that technology because then your crew goes out and then they also look at the same map and they see the same work that was associated with that potential tree. And I really, um, 
you know, it's just getting everybody on the same map, getting everybody understanding the where, the what, and the how. Um, and what we have seen significantly when we first started out in the industry, like this um, kind of embracement of operating in maps was not, um, not what it is today. You know, uh, think about the fact that how do you leverage, I want to go out to dinner. So you go to your Google Maps and you look for a restaurant in your area. You click on that pin and you look at their menu. You see their hours. Um, you know, you look at some pictures of their food. Like that's exactly the same type of concept where you're like, I go into the map, I click on the tree and I see, uh, how they're going to treat it, what they're going to prune, things like that, you know, um, Uber and all those things are all map-based softwares and people are, it's so ingrained into our everyday life that we don't even realize how much we leverage maps in our day-to-day um, activities. You know, like I know the way from my town to the town two hours away, but I still put it in my Google Maps because it's ingrained in me. And so I think that's one thing that's so exciting is um, that comfort level with operating in maps has become like, it's just exciting, you know? Um, and it's, it's becoming intuitive. Um, and so I think that's where there's all those opportunities um, for, to be able to get interested in the maps and be able to get interested even going the next step. If you're really interested in the technology, okay, now we have the capacity to do some analysis. Like how many trees did we treat this year? And you run a filter. How many trees did we trim this year? You run a filter. You know, so I think those types of roles are gonna become more and more important because everyone's operating on narrow margins, you know? And so if you say, well, I know I treated, you know, this many trees and I need this much product and, you know, things like that, you can do that analysis. Um, and, you know, I think that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, continuing on with that, what kind of advice do you have to give to other students or people who are maybe looking to switch career paths to get into, you know, specifically this kind of, kind of area? I mean, I think that, um, you know, I think you have to find your, like pursue your niche. If you don't know what your niche is, ask other people what they do, you know, talk to other people, um, ask them um, and, and network. You know, I think that it's so important to create that network. And, um, you know, when I think about a network, it doesn't always have to be big. You know, it could be big or it could be small and just be really valuable. Um, but I think the main thing is like, get out there and start talking to people that are in the industry because I think that once you start having those conversations, you realize that this industry is much, much broader than what is typically, you know, marketed out there. Um, and, you know, um, another thing is 
you know, just finding people that you can really ask a lot of questions to, um, you know, that kind of goes back to your network. I think also um, being curious, you know, just in general, we all um, so easily um, think within our own box. But I think if we start to get curious and, you know, there are a lot of technologies out there that you can get a free trial, you can call them up and say you're a student and they'll let you play around with it. You can, um, a lot of stuff is, you know, openly available at least for a certain period of time and start playing around with things and, and then see what you think about it. You know, I think that's another big part about working in technology is, um, you know, just trialing it out, seeing what it's like. You know, I think about, um, you know, my kids, they like pick up an iPad and they'll just, they're not going to read a manual. They're not going to, you know, they're just going to start trying the app and they'll start playing around with it. And I really, um, I think if you're curious about that type of stuff, take the initiative to reach out to the tech companies within the tree care industry and say, can I play around with your software? Read some articles about what they're saying, how it's being used in the industry. Um, you know, I, I, and asking like, hey, can I, um, you know, what can I do? How can I, can, how can I learn about it? Um, I guess that's, you know, just being curious, reaching out, leveraging your networks, talking to people. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's going to be the best way to kind of feel your way through. Um, you know, TCIA provides a lot of um, opportunities to, to do that. And I also think that people need to speak up if you say, um, I'm interested in technology and I'm thinking about getting into the tree care industry. I don't know where, who to talk to. I don't know who to ask questions, you know, leverage that as a resource. And I'm sure they can more than help and say, well, these are the tech companies or look at the buyer's guide, you know, under that category. And you can start there. Yeah, I agree. And I think reaching out is probably the biggest one. Um, mm -hmm. you know, which is scary. I remember when I was like, just in college, I wouldn't have reached out to anybody. I would have just sat soundly and hope for the best. But now, you know, it's, it's good advice. And I think it gets repeated so often, you know, by parents, by teachers, by everybody. And you just kind of ignore it. Cause you're like, yeah, it's just like the generic advice, but it's not generic. It's the best advice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of boils down to anywhere you want to go in your career. That, that advice can apply. And, you know, I understand it can be very intimidating or nerve wracking. And especially if you, let's say, for instance, there's someone in the industry and you really kind of have them on a pedestal. I mean, that definitely happens. You're like, oh, they're so cool. They've been here for so long. And there's that intimidation factor, but they're people too. You know, we're all like just humans and um, as much as like maybe you get the butterflies or you say, oh, this is not going to get me anywhere, um, you know, just taking that step out of your box is so huge um, to starting your path to success. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
And we're just coming up on the end of our time right now. So I just want to open it up to you. Is there anything that you want to talk about that we haven't had a chance to yet? Yeah, um, there was one primary point, you know, that I did want to touch on is that, you know, the urban forestry and the tree care industry um, is really at a pivotal point. You know, um, when I started and I would say, I work in urban forestry or I'm a certified arborist, people were like, what is that? What does that mean? And so that's starting to transition and there's more understanding. And then beyond that into the future, you know, we are really the perception and the valued perception of trees globally is definitely changing. You know, trees have always somewhat been some sort of like a, a second thought or, um, but there is an emerging trend within the valuation and the perception of trees. And this industry is, um, is gonna grow, it's gonna expand and it needs to evolve, which I believe it will. Um, and so I think that this is, um, there's so many opportunities to be built, to be visualized, and to currently capitalize on. Um, trees are, are becoming something, uh, you know, like I say, like, hopefully someday, like trees are more valuable than money, you know? Um, there is definitely a huge transition in, in its global. Um, it's not just happening um, in a set, you know, a couple pockets of areas. So um, if you're, you know, if you're thinking about changing your career, you're thinking about urban forestry, you know, there is a lot of um, innovation and opportunity that I really think that is going to come to fruition within, you know, at least towards the end of my career, but I plan to be here for in the industry for a while. And so I think that's just really exciting to me um, is, you know, hoping and seeing for that future innovation. 